Welcome to another episode of War Stories. My name, of course, is Ryan Smeltz. And I will tell you, because of that MEPS episode turning into two episodes, I have thrown off my planning over here that I use uh, as an outline to kind of stay on track and remember what I'm talking about. So maybe I should be more careful with that. However, if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, I arrived at the 43rd. I did get a little bit into the day two and kind of what it looked like. Uh, but I arrived at the 43rd and finally got to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it would have been May 10th because May 9th is the date that I reported to MEPS, raised my right hand, and enlisted in the Army. So May 10th at 2 o'clock in the morning, I put my head down. Woke up two hours later, still at the 43rd, went downstairs, and I was talking about how you get your, your shoes checked, and um, basically we got all the CIF gear, so the equipment draw, <clears throat> and got issued uh, BDUs, so two tops and two bottoms of summers. I mentioned yesterday, but at the time, I did not know. So I, in my mind, I got four tops and four bottoms um, of BDUs. And then they had us sew on the patches. And I didn't have anyone uh, standing next to me, and I wasn't really paying attention. At this time, we had the uniform on. The boots were on. And so when I took my uniforms in to get the name tapes and the U.S. Army and everything sewn on, then obviously we took off one of the tops we were wearing and turned it in. And, you know, as much as I like to think I'm pretty good at attention to detail, I also believe I learned most of that from the Army. Um, I got, uh, got at least one uniform back uh, without... The, the the United States flag on the shoulder. Um, and so at this point, you know, I had no idea. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't know that it wasn't there. And once again, at this stage still, I don't know the difference between summers and winters. Um, I just know we're not allowed to roll up the sleeves. That's all I know. So uh, we get the uniforms. Essentially, um, I would say later in the afternoon, that afternoon, the bus pulls up, and uh, they have us ready there with, like, two duffel bags and a laundry bag. Like, I felt like I had so much stuff. <coughs> and, it, I mean, it might have been one duffel bag and a rucksack. I, I don't remember. I just remember we got on the bus. We left. Um, you know, there's drill sergeants on this bus. You kind of... <laughs> they hit the railroad tracks and everything changes. It's like when they first pick us up, they're like, oh, come on, get on the bus. And then I feel like going over the railroad tracks, things kind of changed. Um, I didn't realize at the time what was going on, but then when we arrive at the PT field or the parking lot across from the barracks, so if you were at Fort Leonard Wood, uh, or you went through training, you know that um, there were spaceships for 787. Uh, I was actually Foxtrot 787 uh, when I got there and, you know, reported or whatever. My fill, 
the group of people I went with uh, from the 43rd to uh, basic training land um, were all Foxtrot 787. We were in the old building. So I wasn't in the spaceships. We didn't have these nice barracks, which in hindsight was kind of nice because when you learn to sweep and mop and buff the floors, you know, if you had to strip the wax and rewax the floors, Whatever it was, it's like the drill sergeants could only expect a certain level of cleanliness as it relates to those old 1960s barracks or however old they were. You know, um, in the spaceships, I feel like they're like, hey, it was brand new when we got here. You're going to keep it brand new. So the tiniest little little uh, scuff mark or whatever, I felt like that, that just would have been a pain in the butt. Um, however... Uh, like I said, I was in the old barracks, so we arrived at the uh, parking lot there. Um, and just kind of going back to the 43rd, uh, because I, I do definitely go over the shark attack, but I, I think that's probably going to be something for tomorrow's episode. Uh, but I found out a couple of things, and one of those things was apparently... Uh, people would arrive in preparation for training at the 43rd Battalion, which is where all of the in-processing was done, and they would be there for two weeks, and it would take them two weeks to go through. You know, we got in those lines where they gave you the shots, and I swear, going through that line, you just got to roll up both your sleeves, and there's guys in there just going nuts with needles. It's like, I got so many vaccinations, I couldn't tell you what they were at the time. It's like, sign here, hold still, this is going to suck. And then you just got a ton of needles in your arm. Um, but both arms, just walking down, like, <laughs> walking down an aisle. And just guys on both sides, just sticking needles in your arms. Um, and then that's, that's also where I... You know, they would, you might have glasses, and I think they took mine. If you had glasses, they took them, and they measured them, and then they just gave you the classic BCGs, uh, which lined up with whatever your prescription was. Um, but if you didn't have glasses, they would check your eyes, and maybe it was like, hey, do you need glasses? And you're like, no, and then they check your eyes, and they're like, no, you actually do need glasses. Uh, but everybody got the classic BCGs when I went through. They were old school brown thick frames. Um, I actually used to have a dummy pair. I wish I still had them. Uh, I would show them to you. But um, they were very, very large and bulky and classically called BCGs for birth control classes. Um, so obviously nobody even wants to talk to you if you have those things on. But uh, essentially, um, Anybody who needed uh, vision correction in basic training had those glasses. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm really just covering everything that we went through at the 43rd because I thought it was interesting how I got to the 43rd at 2 o'clock one morning and, you know, after two hours of sleep and all day at the 43rd, I was on a bus headed to basic training land that afternoon so i i tell everyone that i was there for two days but really <clears throat> you know arriving at eight nine ten o'clock at night and then leaving the next day i was probably at the 43rd for less than 24 hours 
um got got everything done we were supposed to get done got on the bus and went to basic training land and that was pretty much it so the people that had to spend two weeks there uh number one i'm a bit confused about that i'm kind of curious why uh <laughs> why it took two weeks to get done what we knocked out in less than 24 hours which you know granted if you got there at a decent time and you got to go to bed at a decent time then you know maybe you could draw it out to two days i i could definitely see that but i just don't understand why it would take two weeks um what what part of that process they were drawing out or dragging their feet on um but then i also learned that there was something called uh ptrp uh which i believe was uh physical therapy uh recovery program or something like that um that was right beside the 43rd so that was another place uh we also called that the nickname was pork chop unit um <laughs> so if somebody went into training and just by the end of training couldn't pass their pt test because uh, maybe they're fat or slow or both then they would go to that unit and then also people who got injured during training um or or hurt in one way or another and if they missed major training events and needed the extra kind of physical therapy and recovery uh they would go to that unit and essentially they spent all day in what we called the marshmallow uh so the pp that you got before um you passed your phase five PT or phase three pt test basically the the official army pt test before you did the two mile run two minutes push-ups two minutes of sit-ups and you passed uh you wore the old school gray army pts the sweatpants sweatshirt and uh that pork chop unit or ptrp they just wore those all day and i guess did two a days or three a days where they just exercised um which was kind of funny because i heard about guys going there and spending as much as 90 days to six months in that unit working to basically improve their pt so they could go back to training at which point i'm like why did it take that long but um you know those who were injured or <coughs> had other setbacks i could totally see it taking them a while to get through that but 43rd i spent less than 24 hours there got on a bus went to um basic training land and that's where we're going to talk about the shark attack the first day um and how i kind of got trained on how to be in training and also the the difference which i think at the time i didn't realize but the difference between uh what i went through which was osit and what everyone else went through depending on their mos uh, which was essentially basic and aip uh, so that's all on the next episode uh be sure to tune in once again leave us a five-star review that definitely helps bump the podcast up it helps get the word out helps uh, tell these podcast platforms that this is something that you all actually want to listen to. Uh, if you enjoy this and you want to get notified of future episodes, be sure to subscribe. If you are on Facebook uh, listening or if you're watching the video on Facebook, if you go to our page on your cell phone, there is a tab at the top where it says about videos and then podcasts. If you tap on that tab, you can actually 
subscribe to the podcast on Facebook. So if you decide at one point you're driving, you can't watch the video and you just want to listen to it, you can listen to it on Facebook uh, as a podcast works just like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else we are. So be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends to subscribe as well. Join us on the next episode of War Stories. My name, of course, is Ryan Smeltz, and you all have a great day.